Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It is so easy to get discouraged, it's so easy to feel hopeless and powerless. Can one person really make a difference? A red cowgirl hat-wearing mayor says yes. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We are very pleased to have joining us in studio today, Mayor Monica Zoltansky from uh, Sandy City. First time in the studio. It's great to meet yes. you and welcome to the program. Good morning, Boyd. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> so happy to be here. So you've you've been at this now uh, for a little while. Sworn, seven and a half months. Seven and a half months, yeah. but who's counting, right? right. <laughs> uh, I want, uh, one, I want people just to get a chance to experience you and what you've been doing. But I, I really want to start. You didn't bring your red hat today, which is a slight <laughs> Introduction, uh, but the red hat really epitomizes something that I think is so important. It's this power of one. So tell us the story of the red hat. Yeah, it's really my origin story, and I'm always happy to share a little bit about it. Uh, so I was never active in politics. I never thought about running for office or getting involved or leading a movement. But about five years ago, I announced Salt Lake County announced that they were planning on paving trails in my neighborhood park in Dimbledell Park. And as a park lover myself, I was down there almost every day, either walking my dogs or on my horse. And I just knew that that would change this beautiful nature preserve and change it in a way that we would never get back that solitude in the middle of our city experience. So something worth preserving. So I would go out after work at night on my horse usually and with my red cowboy hat and start talking to people and say, hey, do you know this plan is coming? Because I was kind of surprised by it. And many people were. And the more I talked to people on the trail, the more I understood, realized that we needed somebody to speak for that park community that wanted to keep it preserved. So I ended up being the leader of the Keep Simple Dell Wild Citizen campaign. (laughs) And we uh, approached Salt Lake County, Sandy City at the time and said, please leave our park alone, take the money, put it someplace else where we really need it. We don't need more paved trails in a nature preserve. And one voice led to table uh, dinner table conversations with my neighbors and people who wanted to get involved and help 
and um, it, it definitely needed a leader, and that was the girl with the red cowboy hat, yeah. as it turned out to be. So <laughs> we were successful in persuading the county to reverse the decision. We had some very receptive mm. leaders at the time, for which I'm very grateful. And we've made, um, as a, a neighborhood community, the Dimpledell Preservation Community, yeah. some really positive changes in the park, improving awareness, appreciation for the natural space, educating people about the biodiversity, the archaeological history, and the local history of our park. Yeah. So that <laughs> success um, was a little feather in my cap for sure and got me started down this path of public service and yeah. what can I do to improve my community and assist others and amplify the voices of others. Yeah, it's so important. It's really, uh, we often talk about the William Morris quote that to one person with an idea in their head is endangered of being called crazy. <laughs> Two people with the same idea maybe foolish but not crazy you know 10 and they start to act 100 you start to make yeah. progress uh, a thousand and, and you can really change the course of a community or a country yes. uh, and you you live that well yeah i started a petition <laughs> wrote a petition with my friends in the community and we got thousands and thousands of signatures mm. saying please uh, do not disturb this park yeah. leave it natural and so that overwhelming support it was really the beginning of a movement of preservation of the moment. Um, a lot of things were attached to it about density, development, air quality, traffic congestion. All these issues came to, to the yeah. forefront in this discussion. And I think that helped create a much more educated constituency in Sandy. People are very concerned about those issues. And so after the Dimple Delt campaign, People started calling me saying, hey, Monica, I've got the street light out. Or, <laughs> i got a deal for you. We need yeah. a stoplight over here. And I thought, well, there's a building down uh, with uh, clock towers on all four sides. There's the mayor and city council down there. That's where you should take those concerns. Yeah. And they said, well, we know you. We trust you. We see you can get things done. Will you take up this issue? And so yeah. I was going on behalf of others to the city on minor issues. But then I started thinking maybe it is time for me to get involved in local government so I can help create change. Yeah, fantastic. I think one of the unique things that you brought uh, to this experience and to, to the mayor's office in Sandy uh, is this idea that conflict is healthy, uh, that how we do it is what matters, and that you can take something like preservation uh, and balance that with proper public use and stewardship of the land, and that so often in our polarized politics, everyone just goes to the extremes, but you've shown that you can have differing views and how you have that conversation uh, can make all the difference in the end. Absolutely. Some people don't like controversy. I embrace it. I <laughs> lean into it. Uh, I try to maintain professionalism, be very reasonable yeah. about what's actually possible. But I think we have, you know, we have a natural tension in our government between branches sure. of government and always avenues or people, uh, the people's voice to be heard. Yeah. And one thing in local government, I see a lot of people complaining about taxes or complaining about government, but we have a real opportunity to connect with residents and to improve our daily lives in local government. It's closest to the people. So there's huge opportunity. And what I'm trying to do as mayor is educate the people of Sandy on what their government delivers, how we can identify needs that are different than what they were 20 years ago, respond to changes, and build 
uh, services for a modern community. And so we want to be adaptable, but we want to people to feel recognized and heard when they come to the mayor's office or departments, whether it's police, fire, building codes, land use decisions, we're here to serve. And if our systems are effective, then it's going to be very easy for people to get involved. They're going to be knowledgeable and informed. And a more engaged community makes better decisions ultimately. And so that's what I'm working so hard as a new mayor to spotlight what our city does, what the different departments do, Mm. how people can contact their elected officials and department heads and services and be closer to those decisions in Sandy. Yeah, having that connection and and having that space where people feel welcome or not intimidated. Uh, As you said, Mayor, the that local government is we get so caught up in the national politics on so many things, but it's what happens in our local communities that impacts our children, our schools, our, you know, environment, all of the things that we deal with day to day. And so having that space for that kind of conversation, uh, I want to ask you, you come from a large family I in do. the, in the Midwest. We have something in common. I'm, I'm eight of 11 oh, uh, and you're nine well, out you of 10. I'm number nine of 10. Nine of 10. So you've seen the movie. Uh, what did you learn from that large family that's uh, helping you in the mayor's office? Oh, I, everything, everything. <laughs> all my, if I have any skills for success in life, it happened around the uh, chow line at the Zoltansky household. So, of course, working with others and having to work with others that you might not agree with, um, working toward a common purpose, service, my family upbringing. Um, So I'm number nine of 10 kids from a very devout parent family environment. My my parents raised us. We all went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic grade school, high school, and college. I was taught by the Notre Dame nuns uh, from the <laughs> Cleveland Order, Cleveland, Ohio, and they taught me in grade school and high school, and I attribute the Notre Dame nuns for teaching the rigor, the discipline, mm. the just the hardcore education, study habits, um, the discipline practices that you need in life. And then the Jesuits at my college at Marquette University yeah. really emphasized social justice and getting out into the world and serving others, um, in confronting poverty, confronting racism, confronting social injustice, economic inequities. So that experience at Marquette University really seared um i'd say my personal commitment to social justice issues and my willingness to speak out as a leader as a as just a citizen on social justice issues Uh, but my home environment a little bit about that we were raised in the country and by do-it-yourselfers my parents had very different views on politics so we had dueling campaign signs in the front yard every november (laughs) And uh, but the one discussion that we always had at the dinner table is what have you done today to make the world better? Mm. So there was a high level of accountability. So whether you are high school or whether you're one of the littles, there was always something that you were expected to be doing to volunteer, to help others, help your friends on the school bus, help your neighbors um, shovel a sidewalk or do something paper route. Yeah. That was the expectation. That was the framework I grew up in. 
We're going to stay with our conversation with Mayor Monica Zoltinsky, the red cowboy hat-wearing mayor of Sandy. She really shows that there are a lot of challenges facing Utah cities and towns today, but when regular people get involved, it can make all the difference. The mayor won her race by 21 votes just a few months ago, but her hard work and embrace of conflict and how you have conflict is something we all can learn from, and we're going to stay with the conversation. Stick around. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Sources. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Staying with my conversation with the red cowgirl hat wearing, difference making mayor of Sandy, Monica Zoltansky. So you've, you've been in seven and a half months mm-hmm. now, and uh, that's, a, that's an achievement in and of itself. <laughs> uh, what has surprised you? What have you learned uh, in these first seven and a half months as mayor of Sandy? Oh, I'd say I knew it, but I didn't know how important it was, how important the people who work for the city, the value of the service of the Sandy employees uh, from our police, fire department, our experts in the field on community development, economic development, uh, the parks and recreation, how much value they bring to the daily lives of our community. And just so I have such... Um, a continuing high regard for uh, the, the people in the administration and every aspect of city government. So that's been something that I'd say has definitely leveled up on my appreciation. <laughs> I learn and I see what they do because I'm trying to spend time with the operations, the snowplow drivers, mm-hmm. go out on ride-alongs, um, dig up manifold bo- sprinkler boxes. What I'm always... Out, all the things. Yeah, doing all the ride-alongs <laughs> and um, popping in to see how things are going in our operations end. So, so impressed with the quality of services that we have in Sandy. And then also how important community is. Mm. We, you know, our residents, our business leaders, our visitors to Sandy, they have high expectations on yeah. very high level of service. They want the best. I want the best high quality uh, rapid response when there's a when there's a problem yeah. someone where the buck stops and you get it done so high level of accountability so what surprised me um, it's like post covid there is one thing that's very distinct at this moment in sandy that i'm observing people are really looking for ways to emerge back out in the community get back involved in civic life Connect, in yeah. community life our events, every um, every projection we've had on attendance for our public events, we've just blown out any projections mm. that we've had. The numbers have been huge. Our 4th of July was incredible. We have a balloon festival this weekend. We're really gearing up for a huge crowd. Um, but even, you know, going back to the swearing-in ceremony for the public officials in yeah. Sandy, January 3rd, that was held at Elta High School first time it was held outside of city hall why Mm -hmm. because people want to see their government where they live where they consume the experience and it's much more relevant so bringing government closer to the people uh starting from that the our civic um swearing in ceremony for the council members and the mayor bringing in the high school students um our beautiful um, opening prayers and the ceremony and the music of that experience. People were really hungry for that after being isolated for, for two years. And that was just really the launch of a lot of 
great events, picnics and neighborhood community events, neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, we had our night out on crime in Sandy. Yeah. 20 neighborhoods all over the city were meeting wow. with our police last week and neighbors reconnecting. So I, it's like a community renaissance that's yeah. happening right now. And I think it's a very important moment worth recognizing. So I'm yeah. trying to do everything to support it. Uh, that, yeah, people are just longing for that that connectedness. Uh, it shows you just how powerful that is in community. And uh, while we, we often you know hear all of the negativity coming out of the nation's capital, uh, it is very safe to say that, that politics has failed, but uh, America won't. And the reason America won't is because of communities like Sandy, we won't uh, let it. where you have that uh, that connectedness and that uh, that focus there. Uh, last question for you, Mayor. Uh, what's the one thing you wish citizens knew uh, or would lean into just a, a little bit more uh, as you look at what's ahead? Oh, please come to our city council meetings <laughs> if you can do anything and understand the business of what it takes to run the city. Get to know the leaders the people who feel a very deep commitment to doing their jobs responsibly, yeah. uh, understanding the finances of running a city. Nobody likes taxes. Nobody likes fee increases. Some of the huge challenges we're facing, Sandy's not alone. There's 90 cities across the state of Utah that are looking at raising taxes this year. Sandy's not raising taxes this mm-hmm. year, property taxes this year, but we are looking uh, down the barrel of fuel prices consuming our city budget, right. uh, managing a workforce that is in very high demand and competitive, maintaining our police and fire personnel, competing with other agencies who are looking to hire off Sandy's yeah. crop of excellence. <laughs> and so all of that takes coordination, setting the right priorities mm. and, um, and then maintaining our infrastructure. And Sandy, we have a few building issues that are um, very important right now. Rebuilding a new fire station for our Station 31, our main fire station. Our public works facility is a big ticket item. That's where all the snow plows and the fleet mechanics work out of our public works facility. I call it the central nervous system of our city. And that building needs has been needed repair or rebuilding for um, over over two decades they've known it's needed and things are the problems of deferred maintenance or kind of limping along and making Mm. the repairs the costs are now outweighing the cost of just redoing it so we have three big projects as i mentioned station 31 public works and our elta canyon recreation center so we're looking at those uh, almost every week. We're talking about a plan to build up to those decisions. So community engagement is so important uh, because I want people, when they open their property tax bill, and if I can mention one thing, to, if anybody's out there listening, people think cities set the property taxes. If you really look at the line item, you'll see your city is about 10% of your overall property tax bill. And the taxes went up because property values increased this year. But if you look at the city line item, my bill for Sandy City Services last year and this year is just a few dollars difference. And now we know what the costs have increased uh, in the last year. So we're managing on the same property tax basis, uh, the same level of services, and it's getting more challenging. So 
I love to complain about Texas. Like everybody <laughs> so else. one thing that unites us all, yeah. But I can tell you, as once I got on the city council and as a mayor, I was like, oh, okay, I wish more people understood that the yeah. city just gets a small percentage. That small ten percent uh, goes to Sandy City, but we do a lot, and I I argue that it's the the services that people need the most yeah. come from their their municipalities so thank you if you're paying property taxes in sandy and to the businesses in sandy we need you and uh we need to keep to keep our city going i uh, appreciate and we we do manage those resources very responsibly yeah. with a deep sense of stewardship yeah fantastic mary it's been great to have you in thank and you. Uh, for everyone listening if you see the red cowboy hat out mm-hmm. there uh, go say hi to the mayor go and <laughs> engage in that conversation. And again, to me, it's just the epitome of the power of one and that ripple effect. And mayor, we appreciate you joining Thanks, us today. Buddy. We look forward to having you back soon. I'm really active on social media. So follow Sandy Mayor Monica Zoltanski and I post multiple times a day. Uh, and so just love all the interaction. And thanks so much for your interest, Boyd. Thank you so much to all of our great citizens of Sandy who helped me become a better mayor. Big thanks to the mayor of Sandy. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more inside sources on KSL News Radio coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.